It's just about that time of the week. Time for the Weekly Weebs Podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wikwiki, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Welcome everyone, it is another time that is your favorite time. It is the Weekly Weeks Podcast. We are excited to bring you more content, and it is Con Week, ladies and gentlemen. We will be at Planet Comic Con this weekend. By the time you're listening to this, we will be at work for the final day of the week. Let's go. And then Friday morning, we are heading to Kansas City to go meet so many people that are going to wreck my life and wreck my wallet. <laughs> I have already figured out how I'm spending at least $300. So, here we are. I've already figured out how to manipulate over my budget that I have already set for myself. Mm. And not in a good way. Yeah. But, speaking of money loss... Oh my god, where is this going? <laughs> Netflix... Netflix is considering a new low-cost streaming tier with ads after they hit their first drop in subscribers in over a decade. This is coming directly from Netflix CEO Reed Hastings. He said that on Tuesday that uh, those that have followed Netflix know that I've been against the complexity of advertising and a big fan of the simplicity of subscription, but as much as I'm a fan of that, I'm a bigger fan of consumer choice and allowing consumers who would like to have a lower price and are advertising tolerant get what they want makes a lot of sense. So I think it's going to end up being similar to what you see with Hulu where they've got their lower tier, it's a smaller price, and then you can go to Hulu Premium where then you get the commercial free and stuff like that. Except the only difference is you can still have up to five people on one account with that. Netflix is getting rid, they're trying to get rid of that little bonus because they're losing money that way. Yeah, that's why people are trying to leave, not because of the cost. Yeah. Yeah. They're bullshit new policies. Exactly. Facts. Alright, and to my left. That's me. Hello, Crimson here. Uh, My voice is shot to hell, so bear with me for the evening. Um, Spy Family has had two episodes out so far. And has already surpassed Hunter Hunter and Attack on Titan for uh, their place in the anime list. Uh, AOT was number three for the longest time, and Spy Family, with only two episodes in their first season, has surpassed that. Watch it. I'm going to. The little girl's adorable, that's all I'm saying. I've heard that. I'm definitely going to watch it now. I've thought about it for a while, but I've also thought about waiting so I can assign it. But I'm like, no, I can't wait. I've got to watch it. Very cool concept. Yeah. I've heard great things about the show already, so it's already piqued my interest. <coughs> um, and then to my left. Hello. It is me, WikWiki. Uh, my news today is something about an uh, update in my personal life. Uh, a while ago, a long time, long time ago, I can't remember who the fuck it was, but one of the news factoids we had was about Kaiju Number Eight, a new manga series that was coming out a while ago. About Kaiju, imagine big monsters from Pacific Rim, and instead of big robots fighting these monsters, it's regular human people wearing Kaiju fiber suits 
finding these people called the Defense Force, and there's a cleanup crew. Main character, failed the Defense Force, joined the cleanup crew, and decides to retry to join the Defense Force because of... They upcreased the age gap to 33, and he's 32 currently. So he decides to go for it again, one last shot, and then something crazy happens to him, and he becomes a humanoid kaiju. And I won't spoil too much about it, but I started reading it, and it's fucking dope. Super cool. I'm only two volumes in. I finished it within an hour and a half. Super proud of myself. My reading comprehension skills are improving. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I, I don't remember that. It I remember briefly. I, it's it was a very why it was a long time ago, but it's very good. Uh, I don't know if you, this is what the guy looks like in his kaiju form. Higgins, I'll send you a picture later. He, it's so fucking dope and uh, really good. I also started reading Chainsaw Man, and uh, to my uh, forwards. What's up, guys? It's Ariel Machini coming at you from the dimension where all building materials are called chocolate but none of it is actually chocolate. I absolutely uh, hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I chipped a tooth. Uh, <laughs> so, my news today is uh, there's this light novel called The Unwanted Undead Adventure, and it's getting an animated series. Uh, I've never read this, but the synopsis sounds great. Uh, basically, it's about this guy named Rent, who he makes his living killing, like, slimes and goblins and, like, low-tier monsters and stuff, but then he tries to go into a dungeon, and then he gets eaten by a dragon, uh, and then comes back as a skeleton, and then now he wants to go on an adventure to try to, like, evolve into, uh, sort of a more, uh, human-ish type of undead monster. So he's not just a skeleton anymore. And that's his whole journey. I feel like there's a show that just came out that was similar to this, too. Like the Skeleton Knight or something like that. Yeah. Mm, maybe. I think that one... Wasn't that one a webtoon or something? I think so. Yeah. But yeah, sounds, sounds interesting. Familiar. I might uh, try to check out the light novel. Sounds very familiar. Yeah. But while we're on the topic of new anime getting introduced, we're going to talk about ones that we might lose forever in this scenario. Today, three anime will enter in each list, but only one will survive from each list. Basically, it's time for death battle! Basically today, each of us created separate lists where three anime are going to be put up against each other. Only one of them will get to stay. Each person will pick one. And we're going to talk about why they're picking that one and the implications of the other two being erased forever like they never existed. We're talking not just the series. So if you erase Dragon Ball Z, you're erasing Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super, all the video games, everything attached to that franchise. Manga included. This shit's going to be insane. Yeah. So, I've been sitting on this topic for a while because I like the idea of death battles, but I also hate the idea of death battles between anime characters because anime powers are so stupidly different. But... Sailor Moon Souls, everybody. Pretty much. Um, we're going to start out with one, and it's going to be about shonen anime. My first list is My Hero Academia, Dragon Ball Z, or Yu Yu Hakusho. 
Mm. So I'll give everyone a second to kind of think about which one you'd keep. Got it. I got it too. Okay. You want to start us out, Wiki? Uh, I'm the only, so so we're only keeping one O two gone forever. Yes. Picking you, Yuhaka show for Stan. Okay. One hundred percent. Do are we supposed to say reasons as to why? We will. We'll talk about okay. it. Okay. Yuhaka uh, show's my choice. Higgins. Uh, I would say Dragon Ball Z would stay. Crimson. And then the the other two would go. I think I'd have to say MHA. You're a loser. Facts. <laughs> I have my reasonings behind it. Uh, we obviously, like you so said, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I am also going with Dragon Ball Z. Um, Yu Hakusho is my number four favorite anime of all time. But if we're talking about the shows that their impact, what they were as a whole, and the entire franchise as a whole, I gotta go with Dragon Ball Z because without Dragon Ball Z, anime doesn't come to the West. It doesn't not reach the popularity that it has. Maybe not at the point it yeah. did, but it might later in life. Yeah. yeah. But Dragon Ball Z right. is one of the most iconic shows for a re- And trust me, it very much pains me to erase Yu Yu Hakusho. When I literally have three pieces of artwork containing Yu Yu Hakusho on my wall. But I just think that when you're well, looking at... Yeah, Sorry, it's, but... it's not just show versus show. you got to look at the entire franchise. As a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dragon Ball Z is just so impactful to basically the world. The world, though. Yeah, so that's my reasoning. Mm-hmm. Me, who's going next? Yeah, it's totally fair. Well, Zary and I just shared ours. Okay. You want to? I want to hear your MHA reason for so, the subpar. One of the reasons is one, I'm not really watching enough Dragon Ball to care too much about it, other than five episodes of Screaming. Um, and as for Yu Yu Hakusho, it's a good show, I will admit. The Dark Tournament arc is really good. I personally have not gone back to watch it. So, I cannot stand by how the rest of the show goes for it. Whereas with MHA, I've seen enough of it and know the hype of it and everything. Plus, you know... My wife watches it as well, and so it's something that we share together. So, and without MHA, we want to have that love of anime together. So that's why. So you're being selfish. Yes. No. <laughs> if MHA, if Erica decided not to watch MHA, we would not be what we would not have ever watched any of the other anime that we are watching today until Fruit Basket. I'll tell you this much: if Dragon Ball Z never exists, MHA probably also does not, Fair. because Dragon Ball Z and shows like Yu Hakusho were one of the reasons that Shonen Jump magazine took off. Fair. Yeah. You take those two out of you know circulation, everything like that. MHA maybe gets made, but it doesn't reach the fanfare, and it might flop. Okay. Also, MHA's mid as fuck. Goku flies so that other shonen can walk and run. Goku eats so others may dine. <laughs> yeah. Goku eats the food before they get to dine. Let's be serious here. Mm-hmm. So what's yours with uh, Yu Yu? Okay, one. I can't remember. Is Yu Yu Hakusho made before Dragon Ball? No. Okay. So, 
The original anime of Yu Yu Hakusho came out in 1993, mm-hmm. and Dragon Ball started in the 80s. That's what Cats wanted, wanted to make I sure. don't know for sure on the mangas of when they came out, but with the fact that Dragon yeah, Ball yeah, started yeah. in like yeah. the late 80s. I just couldn't remember the exact time frame. Uh, completely irrelevant yeah. to what I was going to say. Uh, one, I love Dragon Ball. I also love Yu Yu Show. I'm met on MHA. I'm fine getting rid of that. Gets rid of the fucking toxic fan base. Okay, also. But Dragon Ball also has a kind of toxic mm-hmm. fan base. In a way, it also gets rid of all the people bitching about well, Goku solos and all that stuff. Gets rid of all that extra stuff. Yes, it's popular. Anime would have reached the West eventually anyways. No, I'm not too worried about that. I feel like Yu Yu Hakusho's got such a like devoted fan base and a cult following that I don't know how to explain it. I feel like that has a way more powerful impact through its fans than Dragon Ball does in a sense. And I'm not going to disagree with anyone's opinion except MHA because that's the worst of these three. Also, Yu Yu Hakusho still follows up to this day, right? Mm-hmm. So does Dragon Ball. But people keep complaining about Dragon Ball. People don't complain about Yu Yu Hakusho. It's 112 episodes. You can get through it. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, you know, if you take Dragon Ball out of existence, Yu Hakusho maybe steps into that spot. You know. could be, something could have filled the role of Dragon Ball. We don't fucking yeah. know. Like something could have become yeah, out. That's true. There'd be like a power vacuum. See, just like with scenarios like Rising of the Shield Hero, right? It came out around the same time as all these other fucking anime that fucking took off. But. That got fucking slid under the rug. And now is gaining more traction now. But if those weren't in the fucking picture, that would have been there. And Promise Neverland did the same thing. They kind of flew under the radar when it first came out. But when it added to Netflix, it shot up. And then when season two came out, it filled a vacuum because other shows had just ended. Yeah. And, and then it plummeted because... It season two was terrible. Yeah. But... Um, There's only one season. Yeehawka show, a lot of people... Everyone that's seen it back in the day and a lot of people today... Love it. It's one of their favorites. You either love Yu Yu Hakusho or you haven't seen all of Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is it was overshadowed. When you look back on the you think of Sailor Moon, you think of Dragon Ball Z, you think of One Piece, stuff like that that came out in that same time frame that really overshadowed. And then when it came to the U.S. with the English dub, the dub is amazing. It's one of the best dubs out there. But it also came out a couple of years right before Naruto. So right when it would have been getting into the heart of its story in Season 3 would have been around the time that Naruto would have started sparking up. So you have another iconic classic. Same with Bleach. It kind of fell under the radar underneath the the big, you know, it's big three. But it's it's the big four shonen of Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, and Bleach. Dragon Ball made it so the big three can come up. Yeah. So Dragon Ball Goku was... Goku raised the big three. Dragon Ball was before the big three. Yeah. But I always just say, like, the, if you think of the iconic shonen, there's four of them that kind of sit there. And MHA, or uh, Yu Show is kind of that tier below in terms of popularity during that time frame. I don't know who wants to go next. Who we want to go in the order? It'd be you, Crimson. Alright. So mine uh, is more featured around one specific person. Uh, almost because I'm curious in regards to what French you will say. I feel like I do know his answer, though. Sword Art Online, Attack on Titan, or Demon Slayer? Okay. You got mine. You got mine. I think I've got mine. Higgins, you got yours? Um, 
Uh, Attack on Titan. It, I, I've said it before, like I said in the last one, I picked Dragon Ball Z because of the impact. Or, uh, Sword Art Online, don't get me wrong, will always be my favorite anime. But if it never existed, I think something else would have taken that spot because there's still other ones that have hit me deeply. And Attack on Titan is one of them. Attack on Titan is what got me back into anime when I was in high school. Without AOT, I'm not in this podcast. Without Sword Art Online, I may not be here in general, but like that's a story for another day. Yeah. But Attack on Titan will go down as one of... As long as I don't fuck up the ending, will go down as one of probably the three or five best anime ever. Higgins? Yeah, me? Uh, I'm also saying Attack on Titan. Uh... I, I agree completely because of the, the impact that it's had. It got so many people into anime, and uh, and there's so many just reasons about the show itself, because, you know, it's, it's writing and it's animation and all that, that people just were so drawn to it and the mystery and all that. So uh, I think that if Attack on Titan went away, it'd be kind of a loss to the anime community, and there wouldn't be as many fans. Mm. Yeah, because that's one that, if it leaves and it does not come out in 2013, I don't know if there's a vacuum filler in that time frame. Because, like, there's there's some great anime that came out during that time frame, but none of them are nearly as iconic as Attack on Titan has been in the last nine, ten years. Yeah, that one immediately came to the West when it came out, and immediately... Everybody loved it. Like Demon Slayer got a pretty quick following, but it's it like the the Titans just tower over them, you know. Even in how impactful they were. Uh, I'm also choosing Attack on Titan. I don't, I don't know if it was obvious or not. I, I think this is a pretty easy one. Yeah. Uh, reason being, one Demon Slayer. Honestly, all honesty. Also a mid-show. The only reason why it's so good is because of the fact of its animation. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's solely the reason why it's one. It of does have some super interesting characters that we get yes. introduced to. The fights are pretty badass. Yeah, yeah it's because of the, the animation. animation. Oh, yeah. The like, animation is the only reason yeah. why it's as popular as it is, I feel like, because the story is kind of just like... Tanjiro's not a great main character. Um, I think he gets better, but not overall from beginning to end. And as regards to Sword Online... What'd you say? Yeah, he's a good guy. I like Tanjiro. He's just, you know... In, in regards to Sword Art Online, it's kind of the same thing. For me, it's a mid-show. It's not my favorite, you know what I'm saying? I And in regards to Attack on Titan, with the amount of moments where it had like, oh shit, this is fucking crazy, when you had the fucking Colossal Titan kick in the fucking wall for the first time. In the first episode? Yeah, like that. That doesn't... I personally feel like there's not that big of an impact in Sword Art Online from what I've seen mm. and from what I've heard compared to that oh shit moment and seeing what happened. I'm also more of an adult now than I was when I first watched Sword Art Online and I appreciate the more gruesome stuff rather than the more kiddish things. If that makes sense. And the soundtrack. If you get rid of AOT, you get rid of the soundtrack. To also be fair... SAO does deal with borderline rape as well as incest. As well as assassination, Mm -hmm. 
government er, conspiracy. Season three, very adult for SAO, but I'm still going with AOT. And that's coming from someone that literally got their first anime tattoo as Attack on Titan and has a million things. Yeah, I have to go AOT as well. Um, yeah, that that show is an absolute banger. Soundtrack is just all around throughout the entire show. Every soundtrack for it has never failed. And without AOT, there's... I feel like without AOT, there's a lot of modern-day anime that would not nearly have made it as big as they do now. I kind of disagree with that. I don't think a lot of shows were influenced at, like, AOT that people think of. It's not on the same level as, like, a Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, or... Yeah, well, AOT has an influence. Day and era yeah. of anime, I feel like there's a lot... Like, AOT is the one that kind of hooked today's generation. If that's what you're meaning, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's, it's influencing the watchers, not other shows. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I put, honestly, now, if you get rid of AOT, you gotta get rid of Call of Duty, too. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Which franchise or just the game? Duty, just, just for fun, we're gonna get rid of the entire franchise. Just for this list. Honestly, I'm fine with that. I'm fucking over Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, that means we get rid of the old good ones. Snoop Dogg today. Oh, yeah, he did just drop Snoop Oh, shit. I think it's funny they dropped it on full time. I'm so happy that they did. That's kind of tight. Uh, it's like a twenty dollar fucking downloadable. If, if I had Call of Duty, I would probably get it. <laughs> I will say I did originally have thoughts of uh, doing one list per person. I uh, like that. I was gonna do like a list for you, a list for Wiki, and a list for Serio. But oh yeah. I decided against that. I just did three generic lists that are... I also thought about that. I was like, that's fucking lame, because I already kind of know what people are going to choose in a way. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Wiki, what's your first list? A hundred percent. It's got to be the big three. Uh, my first... <laughs> it's uh, The list is Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go- nah, just kidding. That's not what we're doing today. Which one you keeping? Which one you getting rid of? You said One Piece, Naruto, Bleach? Yeah, the big three. I got my list. Okay. I do as well. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Alright. Zero! Me first? Okay. Uh, I'm going with Naruto because um, that is the first series manga, like, manga, anime, or not, whatever that I ever truly passionately followed. If it wasn't for Naruto, I probably wouldn't be a weave, honestly. Like, that, it, Naruto probably gets way more credit to that than even Dragon Ball Z does. So, it, if, if it's not there, there's no Zerio Machini. I can respect that. Yeah. Plus, it's also a big cultural thing. It's one of you see these guys, and, just as many people know what Naruto is as Dragon Ball Z, pretty much. That's fair. That's fair. Who's next yeah. up on the gauntlet? Um, so this was actually closer than I thought it was going to be. I am also going with Naruto, but by the slimmest of margins. Based specifically on its impact on culture and the popularity around it. Because One Piece, 
obviously another iconic. Would you say that One Piece doesn't have a bigger impact on culture than Naruto does? Naruto, the Naruto run. Naruto's part of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And it is also one of the most publicized anime ever. Okay. In terms of merchandise and stuff like that. So I would say it would have... And like I said, it is the slimmest of margins because One Piece, even just its existence as a show, is enough. But I just think, when you think of the, you know, the the nerdy weaves in high school, you think of the Naruto run. People were doing that at fucking Area 51. I don't know how you get more iconic than area, the fucking Naruto running at Area 51. But, um... Yeah, nobody reported any shot at That is true. I think that One Piece is very close because, again, of how an iconic and successful show it is. And if you erase it, it takes a you erase any of these three shows, it's gonna have a huge oh, facts. mark. It's called on, a big three for a oh, reason. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think Bleach is the easiest one to get rid of because of the fact that it's been canceled as well. But it's well, come back. I know, but it was canceled for years, and also has some of the worst filler ever. But again, it's another incredibly popular anime out there. But I think it's the easiest one to get rid of on that list. I think Naruto wins out for me again. Slim margin. Uh, I'm also going Naruto. Mainly because, one, I've never seen uh, Bleach. And two, I'm being biased in regards to I still am not a big fan of One Piece. Uh, I know how big an impact One Piece has had. I'm strongly agreeing with Frenchie that Naruto, I feel with today's generation in regards to culture and merchandise, Naruto has definitely made a bigger impact. I feel like One Piece sells more merchandise than you guys think it does. Oh, no, I... When it comes to American culture, yes, I would argue that Naruto has influenced a lot more, but across the world, One Piece has. I, I don't know what... Across the world, merchandise, marketing, things are. I just know. The reason why it failed here is because of four kids. Yeah, four kids dub ruined it. But I, you got to include. Yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying. And also, getting rid of One Piece also gets rid of the dub. I don't watch the dub One Piece. I know, but we get we get to erase that four kids. I thought about putting um, Sky Wizard (laughs) on one of my lists specifically just to erase it. (laughs) Not even to keep and consider, just to get rid of it. That's fair. fair. What do you guys think I'm going to choose? One Piece. Why is that? Because you're a simp. Naruto is one of my favorite shows of all time, my friend. Yeah, but you go harder about One Piece than any other. Facts, yes, I'm choosing One Piece 100%. Yeah. One, because I haven't even. I haven't even. I fucking love One Piece so much. Naruto had a huge impact on my life. Right? But One Piece in the fucking only 437 episodes I've watched, right? Okay? It's about oh the same my. same length as Naruto, I want to say. Maybe a little bit less. Shippuden's 500 by itself. Okay, yeah. So, in those 437 episodes, I cried way more than I ever have in Naruto at all. Mm. So, this show has had an even more impactful on my life. It made me cry over a fucking ship, dog. Yeah. Like, how the fuck do you do that? An inanimate object. How the fuck you make me cry over that? And you did. Okay? This is one of the best stories ever written. Ever. That's totally fair. Uh, I can't get rid of choice. it. Yeah. Can't get rid of it. I really don't... Even if you were to pick Bleach, I don't think there's a wrong answer here because... If I was to... 
keep Bleach in, then Jujutsu Kaisen would get made. If but Bleach getting kicked out means Jujutsu Kaisen doesn't get made. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys know that. Yeah. Because Jujutsu Kaisen was heavily inspired by Bleach. Yeah. Bleach, I... Without also getting rid of Naruto, also gets rid of Boruto, so there's a positive there, too. Fact. Well, it makes me sad to get rid of Naruto, yeah. but... I haven't even finished One Piece, and it's already also fucking fucked me up. Mm. Way more than Naruto has. And it's done that with a lot of people. Also, uh, One Piece has one of the funniest fucking moments for me in any anime ever, and I'm gonna put it in a TikTok, but it's literally just them saying, here's all this food for you guys, and Luffy just going, thanks! And then a split second later, it's just gone. And he's, ow! I fucking love Luffy. It's, it's literally just two frames that that happens. I was fucking in tears. I don't know why. It just came out of nowhere and I was dying. Luffy does so much funny shit in the show, dude. It's not even funny. Did you guys see my anime dad joke of the day? I Maybe. I've seen like five of them. Was it one yes. why did Luffy... Why was Luffy so mad at the birthday party? Because he only got one piece of birthday cake. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, go watch our uh, TikToks at The Weekly Weaves on TikTok. I am on part seven now of the anime dad joke of the day. How many do you have prepared? Um, over 50. Damn. Yeah. I'm going to do one with Bryce over the weekend that's going to be SEO related that I'm really proud of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say it on here, but... You'll be proud of it, but will he be proud of it? I think he'll laugh. <laughs> I'll see myself out. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite part. The freaking Pokemon one was great. I'll see myself out. Ha <laughs> I'll see myself out. Yeah. Okay, Zaria, what's your list? Alright, so my first list uh, is all shows that uh, that you know the three of us specifically love. I think uh, first is In Invasion, then Radiant, then Erased. What was the first one? In Invaded. Invaded. In Invaded. Radiant. And erased. Son of a bitch. And this one's hard because oh. you can't... The cultural impact isn't nearly as important for these three. Because they're all kind of no, under no, the radar. Personal. Fuck. I've got mine. Okay. Mm, I thought I had mine, and then I realized... Y'all just want me to go? I got yeah. it. I got it. Zara, you got yours? Yeah. Um, I am you going. You guys are already. We're waiting yeah, on crimson. I'm going with erased. The impact that erased, and this is all purely selfish. I don't think there's a wrong answer with these three, but all three nope. of these are amazing shows. But erased is my favorite of the three, and it's not close. It invaded is in my top twenty-five. I can't remember if radiant is as well, but erased is in my top ten. Erased. And 12 episodes broke me emotionally three different times. I did consider erasing it. <laughs> erasing it. Um, specifically so I don't have to deal with Kaio walking to that fucking room with that baby. But also, that's one of the reasons I love Erase. Because it made me so emotionally invested in 12 episodes that a kid getting survived being murdered and walking in with a healthy baby pissed me off. I can respect that. Alright. So that's mine. So, I was going to say it invaded mainly because of the outro song. Without it invaded, we don't get other side, which is a banger. Yeah, that's fair. That is. However, 
I think I'm gonna have to agree with Frenchie on this and keeping erased. I have not felt so pissed, happy, and depressed about a show since Anahata. To that degree. Except for erased. You're lying, April? I wasn't pissed, though, with your line, April. I knew how your line, April, was going to end. Yeah. I didn't know how a race was going to end. There's so many twists in that show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm keeping a race on the board. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm erasing erased. Soy for the reason of Kyle's mom's lips. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Solely because of the lips... And then, it invaded the gun, and I'm keeping Radiant. Honestly, sounds about right. I mean, Radiant's amazing. Again, there's so no wrong fucking answer. good, dude. Yeah. So good. With yeah, the fucking, the, the tower episode in the fucking, uh, the Rumble Town, epic. That, that was epic. Seth, cool as fuck. And when Seth goes ballistic yeah. with Merlin, oh my god, dude. The babies? Pretty much all the season two was... Uh, just train wreck after train wreck of emotion. So good. Uh, <laughs> I need a season three right now. It was yeah. just nothing but emotional damage. It was so fucking good, dude. Then again, bro, all three of these shows were nothing but emotional damage. One, ra- uh, radiance. Well, they, they wasn't ra- radiance longer than both of those. Radiance longer than both of those, so I get to enjoy more of it. And I just solely like Radiant better. Mm. I don't remember animating having. That much emotional damage. I know I had a lot of psychological damage. The shit where he has to relive and goes and kills the serial killer who murdered his daughter. Oh, yeah. And then he feels yeah. like it's real life and then it gets all ripped away from him. Okay, no, I remember yep. that now. I forgot about that giant hole. And then you get to love the, uh, the serial killer that helps them. You end up loving him and then he also gets ripped away. Yeah. And just the mental fucking that we get. With the goddamn director, it invaded fucked me up a little bit. Yeah, uh, my choice is it invaded. Uh, it, it is a really tough choice because the other two are just so fucking incredible. But I love the, uh, you know, just the sweet kind of sci fi world murder mystery that they have built up in that soundtrack man uh, the other side really is a, is a big pull for me and then just everything else about it is so good and um, the other the other two I would hate to lose but I think I'd have to just keep it invaded on this one mm-hmm. okay so my next list is another one that's Three very good shows. It survived through one round, but can it survive another one? Oh my god. Attack on Titan, Code Geass, mm-hmm. or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> oh no. Three, not just iconic, but three of the best anime of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And I know my answer. Zara, you want to start it while they're thinking? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and start. 
be a little selfish. I, uh, out of those three, I'll keep Kogios, um, because uh, I, the cultural phenomenon of Attack on Titan is important enough to me specifically, I guess, to, <laughs> to uh, get rid of that. It's just, it's just too good. This was a fun one for me because um, these three shows are number two, three, and six on my all-time favorites list. And I also went a little selfish. I went with Full Metal Brotherhood specifically because it is number two on my list. And in my opinion is the most complete start to finish anime of all time and erasing it also erases one of the greatest set of bloopers ever. Chimeras, huh? Fuck yeah. And I've got two pieces of FMAB artwork signed with uh, Scar and Ed. And we're going to meet the original voice of Alphonse. It also erases an entire another series in Full Metal Alchemist, which has a lot of problems. But there's also a lot of good to it as well. I thought about erasing FMAB specifically so I don't have to deal with the heartbreak of Nina Tucker and why are they putting dirt on Daddy? He can't do his work if they put a dirt on him. Those two scenes made me want to get rid of it specifically because of the heartache. But Ed Elric is also my favorite main character of those three shows. And also has some incredible side characters like Colonel Mustang. Yeah, totally fair. Also, I got, I'm got. i going to save this one and put it on the TikTok, but uh, what anime characters do you need for your hot dog? For your Colonel, hot dog? Yeah, Colonel Mustard and Ash Ketchup. Tell me I'm still thinking about it, dude. <laughs> I'm going with FMAB as well. I'm going a little selfish on it. FMAB was the first ever anime I actually got introduced to that I knew that, like, one of the first I got introduced to that I actually knew was an anime kind of thing. Mm. And without FMAB, I would not be where I'm at today. And so I feel like I feel like I've got to keep that around. Hmm. <laughs> and how I looked at it, too, is I considered how I binged each of the shows the first time I watched them. I watched all of Attack on Titan in two days, which, 25 episodes. The first, it was the first season when it first came out. I've also rewatched it a couple times. I've only watched Code Geass one time, but it's an iconic show and my number three favorite anime ever. Lelouch is one of the most brilliant anime characters ever. But Full Metal was Brotherhood, I watched in three days. I put 64 episodes down in three days. I have then rewatched it three more times since. 
and binged it hardcore all three times. I've rewatched uh, FAMAB at least three times. One of them was before the final season came out. And plus, I also have Truth tattooed on my calf. I watched all of them as they were coming out. That's fair. Mm. Wiki, you have your answer yet? Dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> Why the fuck you gotta do this to me, bro? I like hurting you guys. We know. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. Still don't have it. Okay. Um Time decision. Three, Attack on two. Titans going. Between Code Chaos and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So remember when we watched JoJo's last week? Yeah. And you made the comment you just gotta listen to us. Listen to me. One piece, JoJo's, both great shows. Yeah. Code Geass and Fmad, fuck you. Okay, so... I had to make a deal to get you to fucking watch those. Okay, here we go. So, I'm... Okay. Okay. Jolt decision. Three, two, one, go. Fmad. Only reason... Okay. The only reason I decided Fmad over Code Geass. Strictly because... Okay, there's two reasons now that I think about it. I fucking love Alphonse so much, it's not even funny. I want to get a back piece of Alphonse so bad. Second reason. That'd be sweet. It would be so fucking cool. Especially when he has the Philosopher's Stone and he's merged with fucking, uh, fucking Pride. If I remember correctly, is that's who it is? Is it yeah. Pride? Yeah, Pride. The one that has the fucking shadow one. Yeah. Yeah, it's Pride, yeah. And the second reason is because I stopped watching Kogias the first time because I got confused. I never stopped watching <laughs> Fnab all the way through. I thought you wa- finished watching Code Geass because somebody died. No. No. He, I stopped watching. Partially because of Euphemia, but mostly because he got confused. I got so confused. Uh, it was right after what he lost his memory. I was like, what the fuck? Why is it? Why is it? What's going on? I was like, I'm lost. I must have something happened. I stopped. I ended it the first time. I didn't end Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood like that. And there's plenty of times where it gets a little confusing. But that show is so fucking cute. That's the only reason. Alright. So I've got a tricky one as well. Think so? Uh, I know it's going to ruin you. Why is that? One Piece, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, FAMAB. That's not going to ruin me. What was the third one? FAMAB. FAMAB? Alright. One Piece, JoJo's FAMAB. Got mine. On it. One piece. 100%. Really? Yep. Again, I have not finished One Piece, and it has made me cry so much. It made me cry over a fucking boat, dude. (laughs) That's a a freaking boat, dude. I'm glad you had the same thought, because I'm like, that's the same energy as... She came down in a bubble. Do you know how many times I fucking got told I sound like that, dude? You kind of do. You do. Anyways. You like you do. But, yeah. It made me cry over a fucking boat, dude. And it's made me cry multiple times. Since the whole fucking show, since I started watching it. And it's just going to keep getting worse. It's literally the only reason. I fucking, I love JoJo's. Fucking awesome. I love FMAB. Fucking awesome. I love One Piece more than both of those shows. Alright. Zario? 
JoJo's. Uh, but I'm kind of a JoJo's newbie. Um, and Full Metal Alchemist was like uh, one of the first anime I watched because of Toonami. So uh, I guess I probably would have uh, watched from that without it if it would have existed instead, but I don't know. It, it was a big one for me. This is such an easy... It's mad for me. Like, love One Piece. I thought about keeping Jojo, JoJo specifically because of the memes. But Fmab. Yeah. Fucking Fmab. You can erase all of the... It was me, Dio, and Jotaro. Memes. Dio. You can throw all of them at me as much as you want. Full Malcolm's Brotherhood is staying. I agree. Full Malcolm was on that one. I don't think that was very hard at all. I thought it was going to get uh, wiki no. a little Why bit. Why is that? Well, because you were talking about... Between no, you One Piece and JoJo's. Make him pick between One Piece and Gurren Lagann. Mm. Which, originally, I had a list for Wiki that was going to be Gurren Lagann, One Piece, or Naruto. <laughs> Why you do me like that? <laughs> Alright, what's your next list? Okay. My list. Two Year oh, Eternity. Oh no. Okay. Reincarnated as a Slime. Okay. Parasite the Maximum. Okay. No, I don't know mine. <laughs> Fucking simp. <laughs> You're going to pick the worst three of the show. The th- first, of, the worst of the three as well. Can, can, can you say that again, Wiki? Two Year Eternity, Parasite the Maximum, and the time I got reincarnated as a slime. All right. Okay. You want to get your obvious choice out of the way? Yeah, it's going to be slime. It's slime for me. Okay. As worst much as worst I, of the three. Worst decision. As worst much decision. as I want to keep Two Year Eternity... So, uh, reincarnated as a slime was has topped my charts so fast. I absolutely love the show. Um, and I'm addicted to it. Pokemon, I hope you punch Cole Crimson square in the ear next time you see him. To Your Eternity is a very, very close second. Like, if you didn't say slime, I would have... Like, if you said any other show, mm-hmm. I still would have done To Your Eternity. But you said slime, and I'm mm-hmm. like... Yeah, no, that, that one's it. Mm-hmm. I actually went with Parasite. I love To Your Eternity. Current as a slime is fine. But Parasite, one, the dope intro. Two, it's a com- the show is complete, and I know it's amazing. To Your Eternity still has future seasons ahead of it, and as we've seen, has every opportunity to potentially ruin the show. I thought... Freaking Promised Neverland was going to be one of the best anime ever. And the first season is incredible. But the second season season ruined it. Season 2 had a good open, but it just flopped. But between the freaking opening song for Parasite, Miki is amazing. Shinichi really grows on you throughout the series. And then just the villains. Like, the parasites you meet. I think... And honestly... Now that I think about it, To Your Eternity is very similar in terms of story to Parasite. <laughs> but I think Parasite, the the Parasites themselves are a more fleshed out um, villain, you know, antagonist type group than, I can't remember what the fuck they're <laughs> called in To Your Eternity, but I hate their name as part of the reason. To Your Eternity is a close second, but I gotta go Parasite just because of the personal impact on me. Zerio. <coughs> <coughs> Machini. Uh, I agree 100% with uh, Parasite. Uh, it's 
I will say, I can't, I can't lose that. It really hurts me to get rid of Gugu. Gugu. Be- especially since Gugu, and I can't remember the girl's name, is another Bryce Pappenbrook, Jeremy Lay love story like Kirito and Asuna. Respect. Gugu is amazing. Yeah. But you know who else is yeah. amazing? Miggy. I respect all of your opinions very much. But Crimson's the only wrong one here. Alright, I'm keeping Parasite to Maximum. <laughs> Parasite to Maximum is such a fucking dope show, dude. I love Two Year of the Eternity and the time I got reincarnated as a slime. But, Parasite to Maximum, fucking S-tier compared to both of those shows, I believe. Right? Because of the fact, the soundtrack. You also have the moment where he finds out, finds out, he's in denial, his mom's a fucking Parasite. Yep. And gets quote-unquote, yeah. killed by him, and then Miggy has to save his life, and he has to go back and kill his fucking, air quotes, mom, mm-hmm. and then take care of his fucking dad. I think Miggy's just a cooler version of Rimuru. I fuck with that. Yeah. I would say, like, if I'm talking, like, what we have so far of Two Year Eternity, I prefer, as a show, I think, in terms of quality, it's a better show than Parasite, but Parasite, like I said, is a complete story we know beginning to end it's a great show to your eternity we haven't seen the conclusion yet dude i still want to see parasite the maximum come back and see the main character as an old man so that Miggy and also just start fucking shit up as an old dude with Miggy. that'd be cool Miggy, <laughs> i haven't seen you in 45 years that'd be fucking awesome he'd have to be more than 45 years because then he'd only be like 63 <laughs> Dude, I will say, I don't know how far you guys are in time of reincarnated as a slime, but that moment, what was that fucking movie he did where he just killed all the soldiers at once? That was fucking epic, bro. That was probably one of the coolest things I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. He just goes up wearing a mask, holds his hand out, and literally wipes out an entire camp in, like, a blink. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. That's genocide. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. No, What he did was genocide. <laughs> What fucking Einzel Gone did and killed 10,000 people with one spell, with no work at all, that was genocide. Awesome, dude. Alright, Terry, what's your next list? I just crushed my nuts. My next one is. Uh, first one, Fully Koi. Mm. One Punch Man. Mm hmm. Ghostorious. Oh, son of a bitch! So, like, three parody shows. Son of a bitch! I know mine. Same. I'm keeping ghost stories. Same. <laughs> Kachiro is whole. That entire show is amazing. Bro, I love Fooly Cooly, but Ghost Story is fucking tops in comedy, bro. Oh, it's, it's even tougher for me to get rid of One Punch Man, because One Punch Man is hilarious, but also has an, a great story. It's true. So true. But, I, mm. uh, you have to remember, if you do get rid of One Punch Man, One Punch Man is the reason that Mod Psycho became a, like, got popular and was able to get made. Ghost Stories. Still taking Ghost Stories, yeah. Dude, the yeah. amount of dark humor that Ghost Stories has is fucking funny. I love dark humor. I agree. Ghost Stories. 
I'm right. sorry, catch your My pick actually isn't even one punch man either, but mine is fully Cooley. Imagine That's fair. being chased by a black man. Well, at least we know he's not racist. <laughs> not what? because you're a cat, it's because um, you're black. Yeah. Dude, I fucking cried. I was gonna choose Fooly Cooly, but then I, I, I fucking love Kejiro, bro. Yeah. Yeah, the show is fucking phenomenal. Plus the story behind it that we heard from John mm. is just fucking incredible how they were, like, not really given the script. No, the script was terrible. Yeah, they're like, you know what? You guys do what you want. And they're like, yep. fucking yep. bet we will. And they did it. Bet. I, th- I think that was uh, three great funny shows, but Ghost Stories Ghost Stories is one of a kind, too. You can never redo Ghost Stories with any... Like, you can never do the same uh, formula to any other show that you could with Ghost Stories. You also Stories. couldn't do the same jokes. Like, it would be cancelled nowadays. But exactly. Which is sad, because they're so funny. Well, the world's super PC now, so... Alright, we go to the final yeah, round. That's a good point, though. Uh, What's your up? Uh, I was going to say, that's a really good point, though, Crimson, how, like, you can never make this show again. Yeah. If nobody else could, would be able to uh, do it. Mm. And it kind of sucks that, the, that nobody else uh-huh. can, but it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> we're fine. We're not crying. We're not, we're not depressed. Mm. So my final list, and this might be an easy one for a couple of you guys, but um, Death Note, One Piece, and Hunter Hunter. I'm gonna get mine out of the way, dude. One Piece. It's hundred percent One Piece. Then it was gonna be Hunter Hunter, then Death Note. That's the order I go in. Yeah. This one I probably should have saved the last one for last, honestly, because like this is an easy one for me too. It's Death Note for me. I think Death Note, obviously the last 12 episodes are very meh, but the first 25 are so amazing, and it's still in my top 10 list. I like it more than I like Hunter x Hunter or One Piece. One Piece is probably my second choice, and then Hunter x Hunter after that. Just wait till you keep watching One Piece. Yeah. You'll cry over a boat, too. Yeah. Also, just realize that if we get rid of Yu Yu Hakusho, we also get rid of One Piece, or get rid of uh, Hunter x Hunter. I'm switching my first answer from Dragon Ball Z to Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, I'm going to go with Hunter Hunter. I was debating between Hunter Hunter and Death Note, but I think Hunter Hunter has had a big impact on me as an anime watcher ever since you told and ever since you basically forced me to start watching it. Um, I wasn't the one that forced you. Well, you kept saying that I need to watch it, I need to watch it, and I eventually caved in and watched it. They were harder on you than I was. I I like Hunter Hunter, but it's not one of my favorites. We're the one that got him to watch it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I um, was harping on you for Death Note for a long time, then I made your ass watch it. That's right. Um, but also the soundtrack for Hunter Hunter, just as a whole for me, the intro outros are so good for it. Are you going to tell me that the intro for Hunter Hunter is better than The World from Death Note? Because you're fucking wrong. I've told you before, I personally did not like the intro to Death Note. 
I told you this when we did our review of it. To me, the opening for Hunter x Hunter is such a lighthearted and inspiring open for a show that is the exact opposite once you get into the Chimera Ant arc. You know, the problem is you take 70 episodes to get to the Chimera Ant arc. There's a lot of great... There's a lot of great that goes in between, though. And... Yeah, it's still an awesome show before the Chimera Ant arc. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the best part of the show. It's plus also not Death complete. Note, plus with Death Note, even after L's death, the show's not bad, but it's not as impactful as it was when L was still alive. Keep in mind, if you get rid of Death Note, you get rid of the spinoff story where Donald Trump has a Death Note. That's true. That's true. I'm sticking with it. Pretty good. I stand by my statement. Higgins? <laughs> Um, this one was actually a tough one for me, uh, but I think I'm going to have to go with One Piece just because of, like, the culture around it. Mm -hmm. I, Hunter x Hunter makes, is like a really close second, and it makes a really strong, uh, case for itself, especially with all of the people who, you know, Hunter x Hunter fans are truly the most hopeful anime fan of of any other show because we not only just want our mangaka to you know overcome his health struggles but we also want to see where his amazing storyline but then the same is obviously true for uh, One Piece except I don't know the health conditions of that mangaka uh, One Piece is still here and will keep being here and the world will keep thriving off of it. The world. Um, the world. Yeah. Alright, Crimson, what's your next list? My final list. Two of these at least were impactful. Pokemon. Yu-Gi-Oh. Digimon. Keep your Pokemon. What was the third one? Digimon. Digimon? Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon Digimon. If keep it was in mind, whatever one you keep, the other two get erased from existence. Got it. Yes, that 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 was my assignment, yes. Yes. <laughs> you and that's uh, okay. the I, I know. Got it. I got mine. Easy. Yeah. I think I've got mine as well. Raise your hand if it's Pokemon. Interesting. So, so it's not me, Pokemon for me. It's not Pokemon for me either. Uh, yes, we couldn't see if Zero's hand was raised. Yeah. About. So at least two of us agree on Pokemon. All right, you guys want to start then? Uh, mine's Yu-Gi-Oh. Mine is too. I like Yu-Gi-Oh way more growing up in Pokemon. I also stopped playing the games a long time ago. Uh, besides Pokemon Go, I haven't like religiously bought anything because I'm not a big Switch fan. And Pokemon Go is, like, easy, dude. I'm not, like, obsessed with it like thousands of other people. I love the Dark Magician way more than I've loved any Pokemon in my entire life. That's right. I also had a dual disc growing up. That shit was tight as fuck. 
Can we all agree that Digimon is way yeah. down in comparison? Like, Digimon, in terms of anime, probably the best of the three. It just came out at a really bad time because the other two had gained so much popularity. I just think it doesn't have enough other stuff to it. That, like, it's got multiple anime to it, but so do the others. Slid out. Uh, oh, I fucking love that one. That's fucking sick. Like, I really like Arceus. Um, Pokemon Go was a big thing for me for quite a few years. Um, I still have my old Pokemon game. I still have my old Yu-Gi-Oh game, too, and I have my Yu-Gi-Oh card collection. But Pokemon just erases too much for me from my entire life, not just my childhood. I also love the Dark Magician. I plan to get a Dark Magician tattoo, but I also already have a Bulbasaur tattoo, and I'm getting an Ash and Pikachu tattoo. Um... I think overall, just for me, it also erases a good portion of Super Smash Bros. I don't play that game that at all. That is also true. It's just another thing that's iconic for me, and just the impact of Pokemon on the world of anime is so big. And Yu-Gi-Oh! is a very close second for me to keep, but yeah, um, yeah I'm very, I'm also very excited to meet Yami this weekend, because Dan Green will be there. Um, but, oh, over, yeah. but overall, that's, that's great. Pikachu, for me, is one of my favorite anime characters ever. And Fat Pikachu. Where's my boy? It's way behind you. Fat Pikachu is my boy. I have a miniature and a big version of him sitting with me currently. So I'm going Pokemon. Uh, I'm going Pokemon too, mainly because of the giant cultural impact that it's had on the world and in Japan especially. Um, I feel like while there may have been something better or something else that would have taken its place, I don't think anything truly would have triumphed as hard as Pokemon that did. Plus, not to mention between, you know, even when I was younger, I watched some Pokemon and stuff. But I've, you know, I've played the games. I've Think about the movies you're racing too. Yeah, I think about the movies. Pokemon 2000, Pokemon Mewtwo. 
fucking po- Pokemon Forever with Celebi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just there's too many good movies that Pokemon also brought in that would be getting erased. Not even about that. Both those shows had dope openings too. Mm-hmm. Right, Wiki, it's your last list. Okay, Overlord, Gurren Lagann, Rising of the Shield Hero. Okay. Alright. <laughs> want me to go? Sure, anyone. Gurren Lagann. Rising of the Shield Hero is also one that's like just outside my top ten, but it's another one that is not complete. Gurren Lagann has a complete story that is amazing from start to finish. It has one of the saddest deaths in anime history, in my opinion. And has amazing characters and soundtrack. Overlord, also not completely finished. It's a great show, but I think it's more mid-tier than the other two. I'm agreeing with Frenchie on this. For a lot of Yeah, I, I think I got mine. My throat's hurting too much to, give, to speak too much more right now. And we also know your choice. Oh yeah, 100%. Alright, Zaria? Uh, I'm also gonna go with Gurren Logan. No, I meant your last list. Uh, oh, my last list, okay. <laughs> uh, so, my last list is Full Metal Alchemist, the original, uh, Naruto, and Kogiyas. The original Full Metal Alchemist? Naruto was the second one? Yeah. And then Kogias. I really hate to erase one of my favorite shows to keep Full Metal Alchemist, but knowing that Brotherhood comes later yeah. goes back to my same answer as before, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Totally fair. What about you, Wiki? Uh, I'm choosing Naruto. I like Naruto more than I do Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And, uh, it was Naruto, Full Metal Alchemist, and, uh, Togias, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Togias, yeah. Yeah, she's Full Metal, uh, not fucking Naruto, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That one uh, also pains honestly, me because I love too. Naruto. What'd you say? Only one survives. And uh, I think this was a lot of fun. I actually thought liked this topic a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I enjoyed it. Time to get into this week's anime assignment. And I kind of came down to three different ones. Let these guys kind of pick. And I don't think this one's going to be very sad for a change of pace. But uh, it does have a stupid title. The world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. Aristocrat. What the fuck? I've heard good things about this show. So, it's an isekai 
an, or, uh, adventure fantasy anime, I believe. And uh, I believe it is actually from one, or from modern day to fantasy like normal. But I'm not 100% sure. We actually talked about this, I think, like six months ago or so, because I remember reading about it on news for us. So I've had my eye on this for a while. So yeah, it's also known as World's Finest Assassin. It is on Crunchyroll, and I believe it is 12 episodes. Bet. So with that, let's get into Shadow's House. Crimson? So, I've had Shadow's House on my list for a while. Um, honestly, I've had it on my list ever since I saw that the first, like, since the first episode dropped. What had Shadow in the title? That's understandable. Not only that, um... But when I looked at when I looked at the uh, synopsis and the uh, picture that they had for it, um, it stuck out quite a bit to me. So when I saw the picture with Kate and uh, Emilico on the cover, I thought it was the exact opposite. I thought Kate was the doll, and I thought it was going to be a horror anime. I thought it was also going to be a horror anime. And that, like, Shadow's House, like, I thought that it was going to be, like, shadow figures and stuff like that, and that she was going to be just, like, you know, a black doll that she had found. Not the other way around, where it was just going to be about manipulation and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was actually pleasantly surprised with how it ended up. It did, It truly uh-huh. did take a twist uh, during the second half of the show. Whereas the first half of it, it's more of the setup as to like what's kind of going on in the world, as well as what's going on in the house. I will say the show did start very slowly. It did. Like there's, yeah. I really enjoyed the second half of the show, but the pacing was not great to begin with. But because um, then it seems like in the end too, they throw f- four storylines at us in the last three episodes mm-hmm. with the. Yeah. Um, kids getting kidnapped, the coffee, Edward trying to raise rise to the house, and then um, all the kids coming together. So the coffee gets introduced at the beginning, in the very first episode, when they are showing the other shadows going, or the other people going to where they mind control the kids, basically. Mm. They show Edward in the second episode. Yes, but we get introduced really to his plan halfway through, and then him trying to take out Kate in the last three, four episodes. Yeah. It's very jam-packed at the end of the show. I do agree with that. Um, The debut is where the show took a really good turn. Yeah. Also, I mentioned the intro and outro for the show. Yeah, the the outro is my favorite I've seen it from this season so far. Mm. Oh yeah, I loved that outro. The soundtrack as a whole. That was so good. Mm. I like how the intro honestly didn't have any words. Mm. It gave it a very interesting twist and a Phantom of the Opera feel to it. Yeah, a very like pompous noble type feel to it, but also like an eerie sound. Yes, because you know something's up in the backstory. I'm really excited to see like a season two where we learn more about how they take over the human bodies because like during the debut we saw the shadow slip off and show the girl's actual face mm-hmm. so Which that was a big twist alone and I want to see like how they actually create the shadows 
Because in the beginning of the show, it wants you to kind of feel like the shadows are there and the dolls are the ones who created. Mm -hmm. Also, I did see that twist coming a mile away where that they were kidnapping kids and bringing them in. Like, that that was not very well written. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they bleed and they feel hunger and they're tired. Like, they're clearly not dolls. Yeah. Like, it's very obvious from early on that she is human. Yeah. But I will say, I do really like the combo of Kate and Emilico. Yeah. Uh, what about the fact that the people of the town nearby are totally okay with their kids being taken? Well, they, they did allude to that because of the way the air is, you know, so cloudy and stuff like that. It has impact on their mental state just like the soot does for everyone at the house. So, they're kind of under a little bit of mind control and brainwashing. Yeah, that's crazy. Maybe they're giving them the coffee. <laughs> no, maybe they tell it in stores. And I'm sure it's partially because of the soot coal they give them to run all their fireplaces and stuff like that, power everything. I'm sure that has some impact on the air around them and allows for Lord Grandfather... His control. I like Shadowmaster a lot more than I did Lord Shadowmaster. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so edgy. <laughs> I think there is going to be a season two, considering that this show came out last year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it came out in 2021. Yeah. So I have a good feeling there will be a second season. Mm-hmm. I do like the growth we see in the kids. Like, uh... One, I really like Lou and the other uh, dolls, but I really grow to like uh, Sean and John, especially. I think that's my favorite side pairing. Yeah. Same. I think I agree with that. Also, the way they name them is fucking aggravating. Barbara and Barbie, Rosemary and Mary Rose. It made sense, though. It made sense, but I don't have to like it. I completely understand why they do it, but I really like that Kate's like, nah, fuck that, Emilico. Yeah. Kate, Kate wanted individuality. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really like about their relationship. Yeah. This show, yeah, this show is definitely an interesting one. It does have that kind of promised Neverland feel mm-hmm. without making it seem like that's what they were just trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to do a, uh, a, uh, redemption, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, de- like, even just the wording of everything, like, the kids and the chi- the children, the grown-ups and stuff like that, and the way they refer to, you know, the dolls and the shadows and everything, it's just, even just the wording has that same type of, you know, like, zoo feel to it. Yep. And... I'm really interested because we see the people on the third floor that are watching the debut, which it was really fun to learn that every one of them has different soot powers, which makes sense. Yeah. But to see it from Kate's perspective and Emilico's perspective of, you know, them not telling anyone yet, I really like that. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the development stages of the shadows as well. Mm -hmm. show is definitely uh, a mystery that I want to see how it ends. 
And I'm hoping with a season two as well that it, you know, because season one takes so long to kind of set the scene, that season two will jump kind of right back in where season one leads off and explain more as we go yeah. and kind of explore the world a little bit more. Which I'm sure it will. You got thoughts, Wiki? Hmm. Yeah. You gonna share them? I don't know how to quantify what I'm thinking. I was mad about this show. Um, I actually think it had very good world building in it. We don't know about the outside world, but we know quite a bit about the mansion that they live in, actually, which is primarily the only thing that we visited. But we know a lot about it. The hierarchy structure, what's going on, and what they're doing. We don't know why necessarily yet, but that's not necessarily super important. You don't have to know the why. And the fucking ceremony. Holy shit. And all that shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't disagree. I think this show does build the world around it pretty well. Yeah, I just think it takes a while to do it. Oh yeah, that's why I was kind of mad about it. But also, it takes a while. But it's also like it's like a stepping stone. Like you're mm-hmm. you're you're learning it as it's progressing through like the stages of the the things it's supposed to go through in a way. Yeah, yeah. that's why like you you brought up <laughs> to compare the two. The idea is a similar kind of thing, but Promise Neverland builds it up quick. And that's one of the reasons the show is so good, because the pacing is really good in the first season. This one kind of takes the opposite approach. It takes a steadier, you know, slow burn to it. But then again, once you've done that, in the last six episodes, we're going to throw six or seven storylines to you in each episode. Yeah. And that's where it kind of... And, like, I understand that they went for the debut and, you know, had some emotional trauma and stuff. Man, those kids became... They went from talking shit about each other to becoming real good friends too quick. Yeah, oh, I think a lot of it also had to do with the fact that their masters' lives are on the line. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the masters. Oh. Like, I totally get it with the dolls, because they actually interact with each other the entire time during the debut. The masters were taken and then separated, but then all of a sudden, I like I get Kate and John. Totally get it. They had direct interactions. But, like, then how quick, like, I can't remember Lou's master, like, Luelle and Louise. her... Louise. Like, Louise is kind of a bitch. And she's only in it to help herself, which does make sense for her character. But Patrick, he gets helped by, um... Or gets comforted by Emilico. But he was an asshole the entire time. He goes through quick character progression. And, like, I get it because of emotional trauma. But it also felt a little fast-paced. His was more in a line of, we owe a debt. Yeah. Yo, that little sit thing that was helping them when they were in the, the higher levels of the floor of the grandfather thing was so fucking cute. It was, and then you find out who it actually is from, and then you're like, oh shit. Yeah, that's another story that I'm very interested in. Yeah, when they ended the episode with that, I was like, ooh, hold on. You can't do that to me. They can, they did. They did. They can. It's a really, and that's where it leaves off is a really good part mm-hmm. because we learn that Edward is still going to be trying to fuck up the kids' lives. We know that now the kids understand their sit powers, and, and they know about what the brainwashing and yeah. stuff like that. 
when we see now the next step is how is Kate going to try and lead this rebellion? Because I know that Kate and Emilio are the main characters. Yeah. They're going to be the ones to lead this. And do the Shadow Masters get to survive if something happens with the dolls and they're free? And also what's going to happen with Rum, mm-hmm. or if that's even Rum. Yeah. Because she has a soot power, uh, so we don't know if it's actually her master that has taken over her body at this point, or if it's actually yeah. Rum. I would believe that the Shadow Masters do survive. Because I, they are their own separate entities from the humans. They are their own little creatures, right? I think... They gain personality. They have sentience, they yeah. They had to, and that's how this whole thing started. Because well, they were still okay. alive, <laughs> and they most likely will probably still keep the form because they were shown the body of the human and changed into that form because of that, and they developed their personalities through staying with them. So I feel like they're going to stay as long as their will's strong. If their will's not strong, and they don't develop these personalities like they were told throughout the story, then they'll dissipate like that one chick did. Well, and they also explain it in the show that um, if a doll and a master are not compatible, the doll basically gets a brainwashed or a memory wipe, and they just find a replacement. Yeah, because they just make it a shadow. But they already show that they are compatible. Yeah, that's but what I, that's what the debut's for. Yeah. What I'm wondering specifically is at the end if they follow the anime trope of we freed you guys, we can't necessarily live away from them. Because we never see any of the shadows leave the premises of the house. True. Well, no, that's not true. The two uh, henchmen of Edward. Yeah, they're dolls. No, they're also shadows. They're shadows. Oh, fuck, that's right. But they've also assimilated with their dolls. Oh, yeah, that's true. Can the shadows survive without access to the humans that they are supposed to take over, which I'm just thinking, like, at the end of this, they'd be like, you guys are free. We're sacrificing ourselves to make sure that this stops. I would 100% make sense that they would do that, but I also think that the Shadows would still survive yeah. because of the fact that they had to have come from somewhere before this. Mm. They uh-huh. existed, and they just figured this out. So, it's not like they weren't there before, unless they were... Literally created. They are created. After they steal one of the humans, they basically create a shadow to mirror them. Well, they, those things already existed, didn't they? Mm-mm. Like, we don't know the how this how Lord Grandfather came to be. We don't know how old the the Shadows family has been around. We right. don't really know anything about the elder yeah. parts. I think Lord Grandfather is a shadow himself, like a mimic that took over a human. Mm-hmm. And then developed this whole thing after taking over a human. Yeah. And I think we'll learn yeah, more about it. Increases their power. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get when an exposition episode, like a flashback episode or something in season two or, you know, down the line, however many seasons the show gets. But uh, I think it'll be interesting to see where the plot goes from here. Yeah. I don't know how, like, the like likelihood of it getting a second season is. I'll up right now. Continue. Because, uh, like, yeah, I don't think the show is going to be, like, stupid popular. Mm. Yeah, but less popular shows have had multiple seasons. True, 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 true. We also don't know what the manga sales and stuff were like as well for it. We also don't even know what its popularity is like. It's also only a year old. We also don't even know if it has a manga. Yep. 
Season 2 is set to debut in summer of 2020. Alright, but I'll watch Summer it. of 2020? 2022, I'm sorry. It was like, what? This show came out in 2021. Time traveling! So, season 2 is already... Alright, but... Confirmed. confirmed. I'll watch it for sure. Same. Because now I'm interested in how it's going to go. Yeah. I just hope it's not another Promise Neverland situation. I don't think it will, because Promise Neverland was iconic. In terms of how quality the first season was. Then that's why season two is such a downgrade. Yeah. Because, like, that ending for season two wouldn't be necessarily super bad for a show like this because it's more mid-tier. Right. A mid-tier ending for a mid-tier beginning, not too bad. But when you go from S-tier to mid-tier, then it's a huge drop-off. Yeah. So, ratings? Ratings. All right. All right. So, personal enjoyment, I gave a seven. Uh, I really did like the show. It did start off very slow at first, but once things started picking up, it did catch my attention again fairly quickly. Uh, animation, I gave it eight. Uh, I thought it was really well animated, um, especially with the way that they uh, did the um, showing the emotions through the smoke, specifically. Uh, character development, I also gave an eight. While the... While I agree with you, Frenchie, that um, they became buddy-buddy too quickly, um, the characters themselves did develop from when they started, and so that's why I'm giving it an 8. Soundtrack, uh, I'm giving an 8. I love the intro, I love the outro, I love the music in between. Uh, it's not the best I've heard, but it fits very well with the show. Uh, world building, I gave a 7. Um... I thought the world building was good. Um, I feel like there's still plenty of room for improvement, or for uh, more. Plot, I gave a six, uh, mainly because at first we aren't really sure what the plot is, and then when we do know, there's like three other plot points with it, and it just kind of got a little confusing. VA performance, I gave a seven. The dub, at least, I thought that the characters did really well. Uh, I almost thought Emilico was like three different voice actresses, even after I looked up who her actual voice actress was. Um, excuse me. Art style gave an 8. Uh, I really liked the way it was. Uh, it reminded me of Promise Neverland and the Shadows uh, design, while simple and basic, was really well done. Um, uniqueness, I gave an 8. Um, while it does have that kind of zoo feel to it, like Promise Neverland. Uh, this takes more of a, uh, I almost, I want to say personal, but more of an emotional feel to it, if that makes sense. Where the bodies are being used, admittedly, but they're not being used for food, for demons. They're being used for another race to survive, kind of, if that makes sense. Like, survive amongst the real world versus a separate world. Um, and memorability slash recommendation, I'm giving a 7, mainly because this is truly a show that you have to be kind of into this genre in order to like. If you're not into this kind of genre, then you're probably going to struggle a bit with this one. Uh, so in total, for me, it's a 74. Wiki. What's up? It's me, Wikwiki. 
Uh, I got a rating for you for Shadow Doll Show. That's what I have it down as. Shadow's house. Uh, Shadow Doll Show is what I have it as. Uh, personal enjoyment, I gave a six. It was, like, not a terrible show. I did enjoy it, but it was just, like, super slow in the start. And I just didn't, I just caught on too late with it, if that makes sense. Uh, animation, I gave a seven. Character development, I also gave an eight. Uh, soundtrack, I gave a seven. I tried to keep as much, like, personal biasy out of the soundtrack thing, because I wasn't, like, a huge fan of it at all. Like, honestly, I would have given it probably, like, a three. But the soundtrack and stuff did fit the show very well with, I think, the vibe the show was giving off, especially mm-hmm. the opening. I felt like the opening did fit the vibe of the show very well. And some of the ambient music was pretty sweet with some of the moments. Mm-hmm. But just the, the music wasn't my taste, but that's not why it's a seven. It was uh, World building, I gave an eight. Yes, we don't know a lot about the outside world, but from the area that were introduced, they built a lot of basically concepts and concrete stuff to build off of for the future, which I think is, especially for the first season, the first stepping stone you have to take, and they did very well in that. Um, plot, I give a six, um, mainly for the same reasons you were saying. Weren't wasn't quite sure like where it was going, and then mm-hmm. it just went like spiderwebbed out. Yep. Um, voice acting performance, I gave it an eight. Uh, it was kind of like average, and then uh, what's the name of the dude who did the fucking exam? Edward. I fucking loved his voice so much. I watched his English dub, and I loved his I loved his voice a lot. I did like Edward's voice. It was very sinister. And it, like his uh-huh. character. Uh, art style I gave a 7 wasn't too huge on the art style that much but like also it was kind of cool I don't know how I really feel about it at least their mouths weren't where their noses should be also back to the animation too real quick the reason why it's a 7 is because some of it like when he was playing the piano oh uh, you the, noticed it, it too it was I, like there was moments in that throughout the entire show that I did not fuck with yeah um, uh, uh, so art style 7 uniqueness I gave it an 8 I do think this is it has the same kind of concept of other shows, but how they executed it was differently in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think it also has to do with like the plot. I don't. I don't know how to explain the way I'm thinking. Uh, memorability, I gave it an eight. Total of seventy-three, I think, for what my math is. Mm. Okay. But this was an average show for my enjoyability thing, like a little above average. That's fair. Zero. Because I did not expect the fucking people that have powers. That was a fucking throw-off. I was like, what the fuck? Originally, I thought I was going to be like, oh, okay, this one chick is the only one that has powers, and she's going to be the one to, like, take over grandfather's spot. It's like, no, And then this is why the guy fucking hates her. And then all of a sudden, you just see all these other guys have powers, and you're like, what the fuck? Anyways.
the outro especially. Like, I was pretty obsessed with it while I was watching that show. Um, Will Billy, I gave a seven. Uh, they, they did a pretty good job of uh, kind of establishing what was going on in that second part and kind of having doors open for you know them to explore it more later. Uh, but Ponda gave a six. Mainly because, uh, you know, weird pacing and it sort of seemed like they weren't sure which uh, path they were going to take. Yeah. But, um, voice acting, you have seven. Uh, there were, you know, a good chunk of the characters. I felt like their voices fit them really well, and uh, it was all pretty good. Uh, art style, I gave a seven. It's pretty cool. Uh, uniqueness, I give it a nine. Um, when I try to think of like similar shows, like they're only generically similar, like Kids in Danger, stuff like that. You know, uh, I don't think there's many other shows quite like it. Uh, memorability, I gave it a six. I'm probably not gonna ever think about this show very often, and uh, I don't know who I would recommend it to. Wouldn't be on my like a top of my list to recommend to somebody. Uh, the total would be 72. Please oh have a 71. No, I do not have a 71, but our scores... This is probably like the most even our scores have been for a show, maybe ever. If um, you had a 71, I would have shit a brick, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Personal enjoyment, I gave it a 7. I thought, good, not great. Animation, I gave a 6. I thought there were parts that were solid, but overall, there were... Parts that kind of mess with me. Character development, again, I think it's rushed, but overall solid. So I gave it an eight. Soundtrack, I fuck with the open and close for the show hard, but the show, the uh, music inside the show, not as much. I gave it a nine. World being, I gave a seven because I, like Wiki mentioned, you do learn a lot about the house itself. But then when we got introduced to the outside world, it was just kind of a quick mention of it. And I think we'll get more of that as the show progresses. Yeah. Because I didn't focus on that too much because I don't think that was, like, the main point of the first season. Oh, I agree. And I think it developed, like you mentioned, the tier level in the house and everything like that. Very well done. But if you're going to introduce an outside world for one part of an episode and then mention it a couple times, you got to let us learn a little bit more. Because I mentioned there's several villages and we only see one for two minutes. Mm. Um, plot, I gave a six. I thought it's interesting, but it takes a while to kind of get into it, and it's a little scrambled at the end of the show. Uh, VA performance, I gave an eight. One of the reasons I like it so much is because of the fact that Sean and John, Ricky and Patrick, and I think Louise and Lou are all played by the same actors. So they have a different voice yeah, for both the characters. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. Emiliko uh, and Kate are different actresses. I know that. But I'm pretty sure John and Sean, at the very least, are played by the same actor. Which I thought was really cool. Um, art style, I really like the design of the Shadow Masters and everything. Um, Do you confirm, yes, they are all voiced by the same people. Which is Amelia Cole and Kate. Aha! I knew I wasn't wrong. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of a cool twist on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the uniqueness, it's another one I kind of agree. It's, it's a more unique show than... Uh, a lot of other ones we've reviewed. 
Uh, memorability and recommendability, I gave a 7. I think that it's a pretty easy show to follow in terms of how the plot goes. I'm not going to think of it very often, but if I do, I'm probably going to be able to remember the plot pretty well. I'm not really high on recommending it to someone, but I think if you're kind of into you know that darker slice of life type thing, which is this one kind of mystery slice of life type feel to it, um, this could be a show for you, especially if season two is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I give it a 74. I was really hoping we were going to have 71, dude. Brings the average to a 73.25, which rounds up to 74. Nope. Rounds down. It's below 0.5. Rounds down. Yeah. 73. All right. Reminder, the assignment is... World's Finest Assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. Also known as World's Finest Assassin. It is on Crunchyroll, 12 episodes. And we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, keep it sleazy. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.